art, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable. Stop right there. I'm in. Hello, my fellow Mandalorians, and welcome back to the Flavor of the Geek podcast, where we talk about all things geek. My name is Matthew Carvajo, and I'm joined today by Michael McCaughey. How are we doing today, Mike? You can't see me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see you, but I mean, no, you're beautiful. I'm just kidding. Just Come kidding. On, stop it. <laughs> hey, and I'm also joined today by Stephen Carvalho. How you doing today, Stephen? My time is now. Okay. What was Thank that? Triple see. H. Who, who says that? Oh, that's that's John that was Cena. Undertaker. That's John Cena. Oh man, I'm sorry. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, you can't see me. <laughs> now pop quiz pop quiz matt where does uh you can't see me come from well it's john cena's that's his thing right that's correct okay cool thanks thanks he just like waves his hand in front of his face like ah. <laughs> yep 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 so that's why him and Drax have like a similar thing because he just stands still and you can't see him. But if they're, if they're in the photo together, you can't see either of them because you can't see. You know, they John called John Cena the potato salad of wrestling. You know why? Right. Why? Because <laughs> he's creamy and delicious. Oh, of course he is. Those muscles, man. Oh, man. Speaking of butt, let's get into the episode. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. Well, uh, do first it. we're gonna first we're gonna dive into the main news of the week. There's only a couple different topics, but we're gonna start off with the thing that dropped today. Actually, both of them dropped today. But Moon Knight will be reportedly coming to Disney Plus on March 30th of this year, uh, per One Take News. So this kind of dropped out of nowhere today. Uh, I know Disney had a a little bit of a marketing push today for a couple of their shows, and this one kind of came out uh, underneath everything. But I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, I knew we knew that Moon Knight was going to be the first show coming out this year, but I, I didn't. I, I thought it would come in, come out sooner than March 30th. But it makes sense if you go off of May May 4th because the last week that with the six episodes in Moon Knight, it ends the week before May the 4th which makes sense for maybe the Obi-Wan Kenobi series falling right the week after Moon Knight ends. So with that being said, Mike, what are your thoughts on this this news today? Well, I wish they did more than one take of his damn British accent that he puts in the uh, (laughs) one of his personalities. But besides that, uh, it seems like there's going to be it's going to be a long couple of couple of months. Two and a half months. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, right. But uh, no, I'm, I'm excited for it. And so now with that coming out, I believe that puts it right before Mobius comes out, right? Uh, yeah, Morbius comes 
Morbius. That's okay. That's okay. Mo- Mobius is uh, yeah, <laughs> Morpheus. Morpheus, Mobius, and Mobius. Yeah. So Morbius comes out April first. So it'll come out the day after because March only has only has what thirty days, right? Let's see. Thirty that, days, right? half September, April, April June, June, and November. And November. So March has thirty one days. That's correct. <laughs> Sorry. So March has 31 days. And so a couple days later, Mor- Morbius comes out. I almost said Mobius. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <son laughs> Morpheus. <laughs> Morpheus. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you're right. Continue. <laughs> so, uh, so I was going to say that that would tide us over until uh mobius comes out but uh it's it's two days so not really huh so not really really. there's gonna be a bit of a gap after peacemaker is done because after peacemaker will be done within the next because i think there's uh, you know what i'm not gonna even guess how many episodes there are but there's a few more weeks of episodes i think either three or four more weeks of episodes uh for peacemaker and I think that Book of Boba Fett will end one week before Peacemaker ends. So be- mid mid February to March thirtieth, we're not gonna have anything from so- from Ugh. Sony, Star Wars, DC, like nothing. Nothing. We're have nothing. It's just gonna be draws. whatever news comes out during that time. I'm not you know? gonna know what to do with my life in that amount of time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I know that. What do uh, I do in- with my hands? Oh no. <laughs> okay, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna That's go f- go after that one, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> Matthew, what the Come heck, on, dude? Pervert. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. He's gonna pray. Uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> He's gonna pray for a month and a half. There you go. For a month well, and a half. Mar- March nineteenth is is Disney's Investor Day. So who I'm cares? Hoping- well, I mean, usually they drop some kind of announcements. Not, it's not too crazy, but sometimes they drop some stuff. So that'd be nice. That'd be nice to that see. Would be but nice. Mike, were those your? Was that your thoughts on Moon Knight? <laughs> I still hope that they, that they bring in the Moon helicopter, the Moon copter, whatever. It's oh called. yes. That's all I care yes. about. Lose the British accent, or at least work on it. <laughs> And uh, give me a give me a moon helicopter. Maybe that's why they were doing reshoots recently to. I to sure get, hope so. Get some better British I'm accent. Oh, moon noy, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Isn't oh, it? <laughs> Steven, um, what were your thoughts on this news? Bring on Oscar Isaac, man! Just do it. That's all I got. Just do it. Do, Just it. do it. Don't be a coward. Do it. <laughs> All right. Well, it's pretty exciting. Uh, March thirtieth, but this is the schedule as it stands. If this is if this is kind of the rumored schedule at the moment. So Moon Knight comes out March thirtieth, ends on April twenty seventh. The week after, May fourth to June first, will be Obi Wan Kenobi, and then we got a She Hulk June eighth through August third. None of this is confirmed, by the way. Besides Moon Knight, uh, but this is kind of how it could go if if Disney does one show after the other. So again, Obi Wan Kenobi May fo- May fourth through June first, She Hulk June eighth through August third, Andor August tenth through October twenty sixth, and Miss Marvel September second through October seventh. We could also be getting a Secret Invasion towards the end of the year, kind of similar to how Hawkeye did, uh, like an end of the year series around Thanksgiving release, and then we got Gar- the Mandalorian season three, which most likely will come out. At some point in December as well. So, 
Any thoughts on that at all? <laughs> and that, that schedule? We've got a pretty full year is what I'm trying to say. It's like each week we should have something to talk about besides that little gap in between February 15th or whatever and March 30th. But Yeah. Aside from the Andor <laughs> series, everything else on that list I'm very excited for. Really? You're not excited for Andor because it's a prequel? Is that why? Man, I, just, I don't know. I just don't... I, I just can't. I need. I need to see a trailer first, I guess, to see um, if it's to get excited. That's fair. To get to get any any kind of excited for it, but just the thought of the other ones coming out without with, without even the the trailers being there, I was excited for them. So there's a lot coming out this year between Star Wars and uh, DC and and Marvel. So uh, I'm very excited for what this year is gonna bring for us it's, we're gonna have a lot of fun and it's gonna be back to back to back you know so yeah we're, we're, we're gonna get so many things at one time we're we're gonna get sick of it by the end of it but <laughs> we're gonna be like damn slow down but at this point right now i'm excited <laughs> never don't say that don't say slow down <laughs> um <laughs> all right any uh any last thoughts on this mike i mean we're eating we're eating good yeah. you know we yeah. there's a lot of stuff coming you know what you know what? I kind of turned around on this. Maybe the drought between the middle of, of February and the end of March, maybe that's a good thing because yeah. the rest of the year is going to be so consistent with shows and movies and everything coming out. So maybe we do need that little bit of a break to kind of not burn ourselves out on, not that we're going to get burnt out, right? But there's uh there's a lot coming out and it's it ain't gonna stop so yeah you're maybe right. that little that little breather is what we need to really get ready for it and prep up and I then agree. uh you know listen to bad British accents and uh <laughs> and get our Marvel do do, do your British accent again no oh, it's your moon night isn't it. <laughs> I woke up, uh, I beat up three people. Oh, Lord. That's Was funny. my hands so bloody? <laughs> what is this? You sound like you're from London. Oh, <laughs> He's definitely from London, ain't he? Oh, oh no. All right, oh, let's sad. let's move on. That was fun. That was fun. But Stephen, just talk going off of the Andor thing. I, I really liked the Rogue One movie, and I, I think you did too, right? Rogue One, yeah, I did. I did. He's still going. What happened? Is he talking to his dog? Is he talking to his dog? Is it gone time? Put me in the show, Disney Plus. Oh no, oh, guys, no. I'm tired. <laughs> Sorry, that's okay. I'm you really, can... I'm all, I'm going <laughs> off the rails, boys. This is gonna be a weird that's one okay. today. This is gonna be a weird episode. Okay. I'm feeling slap okay. happy. <laughs> it's all right, but so talking about the Andor series. Yeah. And yeah, I really liked I, I liked uh, Rogue One. I really did. So um, <laughs> very good. No, I, really liked, I, I really liked Rogue One. I didn't care for for the solo movie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but when it came to the Rogue One film, I don't know. I I, I could have just lived without seeing anything spin off of that. I, I love what they did with that and 
Yeah. You can see the full process of, of us getting the uh, the Death Star uh, blueprints and stuff like that. And you see the badass fight scene at the end. But you could you could have just left it at that. You didn't have to spin anything off with the yeah. characters and, and that. I would have been totally fine with it. Like Together, they're great. Separately, I don't know if I care enough. That's, okay. that's just my thing. I mean, yeah, it, it could potentially... I don't think it will, but it could potentially ruin Rogue One for everyone. But I think that if it's if it's enough like it with a little bit of differences, uh, and also amazing. I think that Andor is going to be a standout show, standout for twenty twenty two, because no one no one's expecting much from it. So that's the reason why I think that it's going to be a pretty badass show. But that could I think be a good like, thing okay. and a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I from what I heard. I know we've kind of. We're going off topic, but on topic. But from what I heard, they might split up the first and second season. So like they they filmed like eleven episodes. So they might split up that eleven episodes into two seasons, and then mm. and they're currently filming. I think for the third season, if they end up splitting up. What? The season. Yeah. So there's going to be two seasons apparently. Damn. From from what one of the news outlets said, but. We can we can talk about that when we get more news on it. But let's move on to the second topic, which is Letitia Wright has returned to the Black Panther Wakanda Forever set to finish up the filming of the Wakanda Forever movie. Okay, so I don't remember when this was, but I think it was before Thanksgiving. Definitely before Thanksgiving is when they uh, stopped filming and they went on a little bit of a hiatus. And they just now picked up. I think filming starts next week. She's on set now. And this one, this movie releases in 2022. From what the the news outlet said, there is only four weeks left in filming of this movie. And Letitia Wright's vaccination status has been resolved. So I know we kind of discussed this a bit before we hit, hit the record button. But I'm um, <laughs> not really sure what that means. I mean, she could just be... Uh, being tested every day or maybe she is vaccinated because because whatever <laughs> Cause just do it but whatever i uh i'm excited that they're filming now because i was a little scared that they might have to delay the movie again and then shifts the other sh- the rest of the movies coming out in 2023 but yeah that's my thoughts on this i'm excited about it but steven what are your thoughts on this so I am glad that they were able to resolve it. Um, I know that there was a little bit of drama a few months ago, you know, with with with, with the uh, with COVID nineteen and the vaccination stuff, and you know, there are also some injuries things. If I'm not mistaken, there were some injuries on the set. Right? There was, yeah, from that she got right, injured yeah. apparently. Yeah. So I mean, there's been a lot of uh, drama. It feels like around this one actress and. You know, from from the Black Panther franchise and also, like, her being in uh, Avengers Infinity War, somewhat in Avengers Endgame. And I really loved I really loved her character, man. And so I want to see how they're going to catapult her character into the next phase. Um, because now that you're, you're going to be dealing with, with the storyline without T'Challa... Um, I I need to see what they're going to do from here, you know? Right. I mean, I, I truly believe that they're going to tie into Secret Wars in some kind of way. I know we've talked about that a thousand times on this podcast, but I really do hope that they, 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 they uh, stem upon that uh, storyline 
at the end of the movie somehow. And if they only have four weeks left of filming, I hope they can get everything they, they need done. I mean, I, I'm assuming they have, they're going to have reshoots and stuff like that, so that's not a big issue. But there's a huge chunk of stuff that needs to be done in the original filming before they get to the editing and they realize what they need to do to fix things. So I just hope that they're not too scattered and they're not just throwing things together, like throwing things at a, at a wall in hopes that it sticks, but they actually are going to take their take their time and they're going to be smart about this to mm -hmm. make a really decent film because I think that the Black 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 Black, Black Panther <laughs> franchise deserves you it. it, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I finally got it. No, uh, I, I agree with you. Take your time. Do it right. And it's it's coming out in November, so they have plenty of time to do post-production after finishing filming in, in the next few weeks. So, and uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on this one? Hey, Letitia Wright, you did this Letitia wrong, okay? <laughs> there are jobs on the line, girl. All right? I've been kind of pissed off a little bit ever since I heard about the original <laughs> no drama. Shit. Because, no shit. Well, because come on, though. You know? <laughs> of like, course. There's so much. This person holds so much power yeah. in the production of this and just halts everything. And it causes right. so many delays. And I don't know, man. The only thing I remember Shuri doing recently was doing a bad job taking the, uh, the Mind Stone out of Vision. That's the last thing I remember her doing. Yeah, was she did a bad job, and then the rest well, of the movie happened, and I got just I got, I don't know I got, I think I got distracted and I came back and now she's Black Panther I don't know what happened <laughs> I think I fell asleep distracted but yeah fell asleep for God, a few God years. I miss Chadwick Boseman yeah don't we all God I miss him but just so you know so a little like maybe like an hour ago uh, it was reported that Winston Duke who plays Mbaku Mbaku. Uh, who plays fan favorite Mbaku has been elevated on the film and received a pay raise, according to the sources. Ooh, which means get it, get it. Can he's he... gonna play Shuri. He's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, that's exactly what that means. Or somehow I he has him saying, "What are those?" <laughs> yep. Exactly. Ebon yeah, so some, somehow he's going to have a, a bigger role in the movie, and maybe I think it'll be a good thing. Like, he's a great actor, Winston Duke, so I hope to see more he of go him. Pet. He go pet. He bombe. He Yep. My money. But, uh, yeah, that, that's great. So I hope that means that he, he got a, a much bigger role. You know what? Maybe they got really annoyed because this this uh, Letitia refused to get a vaccine, or she was off making some movie about being on like a, a cruise ship, uh, whatever other movies coming out that I just saw a poster for. Who cares? Um, <laughs> maybe she was too busy doing that. So they're like, you know what? Maybe we should make him Black Panther, which they should, or something else, and give him a pay raise, and let's just get this production on the road here. Yeah, yeah, you I know? agree. I think I they should agree. kick Letitia right out. Right out. Okay. <laughs> First thirty seconds. Right. Killer. They, they killer. Okay. Kill her <laughs> All off. right. Jeez, man. It looks like she did actually get the vaccine though, from what it's reported. So she got the. They got last month, but she had to get paid 
in order to I do it. I don't know. I want one of those so CGI rhinos to come flying through. She had to get paid <laughs> to get a vaccine. I bet she requested. No, you know what? I I have no evidence, but I'm going to say the worst case scenario is true. She demanded to be paid extra money to be vaccinated. You heard it here first. Flavor of the Geek exclusive. She demanded <laughs> no, to be paid. Don't say that. Don't say that. I don't want to be put on Reddit for wrong information. So. <laughs> wrong information. She demanded to be paid, and they, we've got a team of CGI rhinos ready to run through her house at any moment. <laughs> oh, God. Stop trying to kill her off. She probably got paid more to get the vaccine than I do in an entire year. It's almost guaranteed. These that's, people, are, she's making so damn. much money. She puts little lions on her hands and shoots shock beams or sound waves at people. What are those? <laughs> Go get a vaccine. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's let's move on before we anger now. Mike anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's move on to more Goose positive Brabba. stuff. Goose so. So that'll do it for the uh, the news portion of this of this episode. But we're gonna jump into we're gonna do Book of Boba Fett episode three, uh, which is is called The Streets of Mos Espa, and then we're gonna talk about the Peacemaker series and the three episodes that came out yesterday. Uh, yeah. So Stephen, can I get a spoiler warning over here? Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Alrighty then. So uh, again. This was the Book of Boba Fett episode three, which was called The Streets of Mos Espa. So the episode starts where they're in uh, Jabba's chamber. He's on Boba's on the throne, and he has different people talking. Uh, wait, doesn't that guy come in? What's his name? From that was Office the first Space. episode. No, 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 from Office. Oh, Space. the guy the... from Dodgeball. <laughs> he Dodgeball. Oh yeah, I believe was you it have Dodgeball? my yeah, Mister. Okay. I believe you have my stapler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> he comes in and talks about how uh, there's some kids, well, oh, man so slash robots. Oh, you're talking about the watermonger. Watermonger guy. Yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's the first thing that happens in the episode. Yeah, these dang kids are done, done bed down stealing all my water now. Steal, stealing all the water. So uh, Boba's like, I'll look into it. So he goes over and recruits some four bionic people uh, who are like teenagers, I guess, on 20-year-olds. The uh, stapler guy Titans. gets real mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, well, wait. <laughs> teen Titans, right. <laughs> or what else did you guys think they were? Power Rangers. Power Rangers? <laughs> yeah, the Power Rangers. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this show is getting so disassociated from the Star Wars franchise with all the things they're bringing in. It's crazy. They're, they are mm. just turning into a a, uh, a Power Ranger franchise. <laughs> stop it. Okay. <laughs> no, they're I'll not. Stop. I'll stop. <laughs> no, I, I oh, like okay. that. I, like, I think that's true. I think that they are slowly morphing and they're going to become a reboot of the Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> a reboot of the Power Rangers? Yep, this is, this is all oh, no. just a long con to, to, to start the Power Rangers over. And I'm all for it. Cool. Cool. I, I am too, I guess. I'm in for the long long run. But it's, it's going to be called uh, The Book of Boba Ranger soon. <laughs> or Stupid. Power yeah. Fett. Who knows? Cut that. Knows? Power <laughs> Fett? Power Cut Fett? it. <laughs> <laughs> the Book of Boba Rangers. Boba Rangers would definitely. I, I'd watch Boba Rangers. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would too. Well, I would too. So, yeah, moving back to the show we're actually watching. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you'd So, we have Sophie Thatcher, who's the one of the kids that... She plays Drash. Drash, right. Exactly. I think she's a pretty cool character, and I think she might eventually take up the mantle of Boba Fett. Maybe he... I think what? he might start training her. I think he might start... No, not Boba Fett himself, but take so up the, the mantle of that with that armor, you know? A Mandalorian? Right, right, right. Exactly. Think I so? think she he's going to recruit her and train her. I think she's going to be his... Or I think he's gonna, she's going to be mentee kind of thing, but... That's my opinion on it. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. She might die in the next episode because they keep switching out all the <laughs> all the bad guys. So it could be someone even worse next time, and just just starts killing everybody. Yeah, it happens. It's Apparently, true. these uh, these little ragtag group of hooligans—they're called the Swoop Bike Gang. The Swoop, Swoop. Bike Gang. Swoop. <laughs> all right. I, I was calling them the Vespa Vigilantes. Like a little world. Can we talk about the world's slowest chase scene I've ever seen in my life? Even though it's slow, okay. Yes, we can talk about it. So when, uh, when, uh, fucking, what's his face? When Titty Head, uh, when Titty Head locks himself in the in the room with uh, Bedosi Mayor, and he drives away on his uh, his rocket ship. The Boba Rangers take off after him for some reason. They just listened to... Uh, we got to talk about something else with these little little bastards too afterwards. But uh, So they take <laughs> off after after Titty Head. And I, I think it was just the way it was shot or something. It's, it's like it was trying really hard to be an action-packed, like, chase scene. Like, let's get this guy. They had to have been going under 10 miles an hour. Did you see how damn Probably. slow they were going? And when low-budget Zac Efron got knocked off of his because he fell over a, a, you know, I don't know, a propane tank or whatever, and he just stood up, and you see them drive away, they're still going slow. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it was just, I couldn't, I was so confused. And my wife brought that up afterwards. She was like, does it seem like they were just going, like they were, they were like barely jogging pace. But they were they were chasing after that boy, and of course, as soon as Titty Head crashes into the uh, the fruit stand, a la Back to the Future. Which side note? Yeah. Apparently, all of those those sounds sounded like the, they were the, though. The, uh, they were DeLorean, yeah. Because it was? yeah, because oh, okay. the I don't know if it was the whoever coordinated that scene was the same guy that worked on all three Back to the Future films. Of course. Which I think we mentioned right, last right. episode. Um, we did, yes. So they, uh, it was mentioned that those were pulled, like those were those were these sounds, and then the fruit stand crash at the end was meant to emulate the manure crash from Back of to the course. Future when he falls into the poo poo. Um, but uh, I didn't think it was funny as soon as Titty Head ran into the fruits and he crashed that. Like less than two seconds later, <laughs> uh, Boba Fett comes down with his jetpack, so he was not far behind. But uh, maybe, right, that's what I'm saying. I didn't understand why he couldn't fun. have just chased him down. He probably just wanted like, the kids to have fun. Yeah. But uh, get their money's money's worth. But yeah, man, those were. I'll tell you what. Those are some pristine looking little uh, mopeds for being on a sand planet where things are dust. Those, those things were shined 
to You're a, on Tatooine, man. You're on and Tatooine. You have those shiny, oh, freaking man. Bikes. Spotless. It doesn't make any sense. Spotless. <laughs> How, how the hell these yeah. little how the hell these little ass kids are how are they able to afford these <laughs> these you know Megazord looking uh, little Vespas and have all of these Cybertronic upgrades but they're too poor to afford water. <laughs> True. I know Doctor Stapler was was screwing them on the the price of the water, but the fact that they were just like hovering around a hobo campfire with their <laughs> big ass, uh, their big ass mopeds, and their you know space eyes, and their cyborg teeth. They uh, how do they afford that? Are they doing <laughs> DIY like colonoscopy replacements? What's going on over there? I mean, they could. I guess they That's could. That's possibility in this world. I guess they could. <laughs> mm. oh, yeah. Hell, oh, I guess. Oh, I really want those those Vespas to. Become into a big giant. Yeah, transform into a, a Bobazord. <laughs> you guys ever seen uh, Rick and Morty? That episode where there's multiple real, uh, multiple multiverses of Rick's and their his family. Yes. Yeah. Where they have like a I forget what they call it, something something Tron, uh, Rickatron or something like that, and they keep building on the Trons from each family, and it just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Sorry, that was just a little callback to Rick and Wrong Mark. show, wrong show. <laughs> so Danny Trejo was in this. Bro, he oh was. my god. My biggest, the biggest thing I had about this episode, the other Rancor has fucking arrived, and he was delivered by Danny Trejo. He's Trejo. cute. It's freaking crazy. It's crazy. But the Rancor, I mean, but also Danny Trejo, I guess, but the Rancor is cute. <laughs> I was going to say, the Rancor is so adorable. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I freaked out. I freaked out. It looks like there might be a little bit of uh, a little bit of some ulterior motive, though, based on that last shot of Danny Trejo and the the Rancor. When you think Danny's, so, he, so he okay. says he'll be back, and then the Rancor turns. Don't worry, looks, he'll be back. And it kind of looks like a little bit of like it looks like a little bit of an evil look. So I think maybe uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe Danny I'll, might have I'll imprinted. I'll eat him later. Yeah, maybe Danny had already imprinted on the the rancor, and so they're trying. Maybe to, now it's like an inside job. That's right. I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Right. I'm, I'm going to say that it's it was more of like, oh, don't worry, he'll be back, young guy. Oh yeah, he'll be back. Don't worry. I like that he. That's how I kind of. That's how I perceive it too. <laughs> I think that there's collusion because because the, the stink twins wouldn't just <laughs> give him a rank core for no reason. No, exactly. And uh, when when the droid tells Boba that the huts are there with, with a gift after the huts had sent the Wookiee to fucking kill Boba Fett, <laughs> I said out loud, "Motherfucker, what?" I was like, are "You serious?" You know who else did tried- this? Hey, the Trojans. Hey, we're sorry for killing you. The Trojans. Yeah, the Trojans had, right. you know, we got a Trojan Rancor, I think. I think there's, there's a bunch of bunch of Mini evil Chewbacca's inside. inside the Rancor. Oh. <laughs> bust out. Oh, oh my God. Um, no, I, I like the Rancor. He that was a pretty like cool move on. Uh, like, I, I love that there's so much depth to the Rancors, more so than we've seen in the past. Like, they, they, do, ha- they do have feelings. They, got, they get depressed. And one thing that I noticed, it's it's not Moochie. Moochie is from the from the Bad Batch. It's not 
the one we discussed in the past because I oh. think it was uh, what was her name? Pratima. Pratima. Was the da or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the one who died in uh, Return of the Jedi. But then Muchi was in the Bad Batch, which was a young little Rancor back then. So I thought at first it was it was Muchi. I was like, you better not do anything bad to Muchi. But still, I hope they don't do anything bad to this one. But there was some co- concept art. About with Boba Fett riding a Rancor through Tatooine. Ooh. So I think instead of the litter that everyone keeps fucking talking about and it's like, oh, I didn't see your litter, uh, maybe Rancor <laughs> will get more people's attention. <laughs> I, I just want to say, if, if you remember from Return of the Jedi, there's a scene where the after the Rancor gets killed that the Rancor Keeper is very, very yeah. upset about it. Um, right, and that's right. So this seems to give a little bit of backstory, talking about how the Rancor imprints on the first person that it sees. It kind of explains why the Keeper would be so upset, because they form a bond, right? It, it talks about the bond that they form. So to right. Jabba or whatever, uh, it didn't really matter much that the Rancor died, but the Rancor Keeper, it was like his papa. And so that was like losing his right. kid. So that's why he was so upset, which I get it. Look at it. It's adorable. Right. You know, well, it's it's crazy that they put that much detail in the Return of the Jedi, even though there was no like follow up to that. Yeah. You know? there like, was they not, just put there was that no, in there yeah. with yeah. without without thinking that this could happen someday. So that was that's actually pretty crazy that that there was that detail in that movie. But yeah, Rancors, the future. Future of Star Wars, Rancors. Mm-hmm. Just give me a show about Rancors. <laughs> I'll watch it. Oh, <laughs> uh, but all the Tusken Raiders are dead? Is that a question mark there? Uh, they I seem think. to be. They seem to be. T- Tusken Tammy bit it. Yeah, like what the fuck? That was, theory was wrong. It was a little anticlimactic. My, mine back. too. Yeah. <laughs> mine too. That's what I was saying because I was thinking when this when – because that happens right, like, well, like right in the middle of the episode, yeah. um, and when it's hap, the flashback is happening. I'm like, no, this can't be happening. Like, what? This doesn't make any sense. This was my only discouragement about the episode, is that I think they they died too soon. In my opinion, mm. I feel like in the last couple episodes they were building them up to be more of a major player, right. more major players, and then all of a sudden they just kill them off. So, with that in mind. I feel like it was pointless to even bring up the Tusken Raiders in the first place with the first two episodes. Like I get it, he at that's where you get the uh, you, where in Mandalorian when he when he has his staff and he has his rifle, you now know where he got that from. But I still feel like it's pointless to waste two almost two episodes on developing his backstory with the, the Tusken Raiders to then just kill him all off. And I don't know, man. It just I'm. <sighs> well, it taught him, man. It taught him about family. Like Vin Diesel in the Bam. Fast and Furious franchise. Now he's like, I, I cared about these people. <laughs> now he's got a reason for revenge, right? Because before, what right. what was Boba Fett before? He was a little kid who watched his dad's head get chopped off. And he, and he cries <laughs> a lot out the window as his dad flies away. Now he has a family full of little gremlins that, uh, that shoot at each other. And uh, now they're all dead. <laughs> And he's very upset about that. Yeah. But he's got his titty stick, he's got his rifle, and now he has a reason to go out there and just k- kill kill oh a bunch God. of stuff. <laughs> titty stick. 
Okay. Yeah. Titty man, titty head. There's a lot. It's yeah. it's weird, man. That there's a lot of a uh, lot of really suggestive imagery in this show, and I don't. I I'm worried about the kids. I'm worried about the effect it's going to have on the youth. <laughs> the youth of America. The youth. Hey, not just America. This is a global show. Okay. And if and if every other okay. guy is going to come through when he's got tits on his head, I think that's going to be a problem, and they're going to have to up the rating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Making some very valid points here. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Every fifteen minutes, this dude's getting wet and wild in his bakta tank. You know. <laughs> he was True. basically naked in the in that yeah. scene where he gets. He's basically naked in his bakta tank yeah. and his Chewbacca tank. Speaking of, Chewbacca came yeah, and took we'll his tank back, it. didn't he? Yeah. Bakka's got sure back. He did. He sure did. So. His name is Black Crescentin, I believe. Yeah. Black Crescentin. Black Crescentin. So people call him BK for short. Oh, BK. BK. The king. The king. Right. So that was a, a very, like, real scene where BK just pulls Boba Fett out of the freaking, the Bacta tank while he's in mid-dream. <laughs> and Everybody. has his, the thing still uh, in his mouth. Remember that time all my friends died? Oh, oh what? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 what? It's like, oh, no, I don't, no. <laughs> You're just slipping all over the place. Yeah. Steve, uh, Steven, what are your thoughts on that, that scene? So, first off, uh, we're starting to see Boba Fett's team uh, being formed, and it's very fun to watch. Now, I had a, f- a feeling that the Wookiee that tried to kill Boba Fett will end up working for Boba Fett as a thank you for sparing his life later mm. on in the episode. Now, going mm-hmm. on a little further, going on a little uh, earlier in. I'm confused why they keep bringing up the dream sequence of Boba's dad leaving in the ship. It feels he's like sad. it's just an introduction into a dream sequence at this point. Like, like, like if you're if you're watching like a a, uh, a movie on DVD and you click play, it doesn't it does that little like two three second action sequence before it actually starts the movie, right? What the oh, hell no. are you talking about? No, no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, so. Like let's just pretend we do two to three second action sequence. Okay, okay. So with Spider Man, for example, with with the uh, with the yeah, I know what you're talking about. The menu's playing. It gives you oh the menu. No, hold on, hold on. When you're in the menu, you're in the menu and it's playing, and then you press play, and all of a sudden it gives you like it has like it has like Spider Man jumping. It does like an animate like an yeah yeah okay. I'm with you. It's an introduction before the movie starts. It's kind of what it reminds me of. Like it's the same uh, introduction every time before he gets back and he goes into his past. You know, it's the same freaking sequence where he sees his dad leaving. Every episode, it's happened. He's watched his dad leave in the ship, and then he's intro- you're introduced into this um, this past that he's dreaming about. You know, it's just it's just what it feels like. <laughs> that's I don't know. I, I don't know. That's, it that's, is weird that they keep going back to it unless. I'm assuming yeah, maybe I'm as the episodes. The... Uh... Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to rudely interrupt you if that's okay. Um... That's, that's really fun. <laughs> I'm assuming at some point that they're going to expand on that one specific shot, maybe. But it just seems to be, uh, you know, I remember yeah. when I used to be a sad kid watching my dad fly away, and then later on he got his ass whooped by Samuel Jackson. But uh, Papa, please don't go. All my friends are dead. Um, that seems to be the general. <laughs> Don't thing go. Here. So maybe maybe something will happen in in that. Uh, 
I mean, I doubt it, but maybe maybe they'll sh- shoot back to that scene and something's going to happen while after his dad uh, flies away. Who knows? I I, th- I think we'll see the full scene at some point if they keep bringing it up. They hired that the, the actor who's playing young Boba Fett. Uh, probably did more than just put his hand on the glass window, run over to glass and put his hand on the window. So <laughs> I think we'll see the, the full scene at some point. And maybe again, we'll see Mace Windu. I really God, think I he so. has some, some trauma. He has trauma, man. I want him to, to get past the trauma but and realize maybe his father wasn't a great guy and that's he didn't do great things. But, but yeah, that... That scene when BK pulls Bofa out of the the, the tank, uh, Boba Fett's just getting thrown around. He <laughs> like, is getting it's pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's this pretty embarrassing. Sucks. I mean, it's, it is a Wookie. Yeah, he sucks. But he he's also naked, so we gotta take that into account. That he's he's naked, wet. We're all naked, man. Just getting. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess we're all naked. But he takes his gaffy stick uh, that he got from the Tuscan Raiders, and he stabs BK. Holy so true. he stabs he the Wookiee. So does nothing. Again, holy crap! I know. No, it does. It it stops him a little bit. But then eventually, uh, he BK picks up Boba Fett, and I thought he breaks his back because I thought he's he he like toe curling. Yeah, I, I was thought like, he killed him, dude. I was like, what? You heard like, okay. <laughs> Of him, like, yeah. break cracking yeah. all his bones. But I'll tell you what, though. He was fine. He was right as rain right after that, wasn't he? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, I, that's what I was so confused about. I was like, I thought his back just broke, and now he's fine. He's just up and up again and fighting with the rest of the crew. But the rest of the crew do walk, get in there, and they're using their abilities as um, as half robot, half man to Yeah, they're using their little, like, sticky BK. hands at the guy at the arcade. They're using their chattering teeth. <laughs> And they're like they're yeah. fucking Chinese finger traps to try to trap the Wookiee. <laughs> yeah. All the little gadgets. That's exactly what they were doing. Yeah. It I'll doesn't work, though, because <sighs> no, BK kicks the shit out of them, too. And then he kicks the shit out of the, the Gamorrean guards. And then he falls in the pit only because uh, Fennec Sham was there to press the button in time. Uh, but she was nowhere to be found during the fight yeah, besides what that was last she doing? little fucking scene. Yeah. <laughs> She's the one that let him in. That's probably it. She she let him in the building. I have a question. This is related to uh, this is related to the evil Chewbacca fight. Since this series has started, <laughs> since we we started the book of Boba Fett, someone tell me how many times has Boba Fett shot his gun? I have not seen it yet. I haven't really seen how it yet. Are, how he's a bounty hunter. He's got. Melinda May from Agents of Shield. She's got a rifle. Everyone's got a gun. Nobody shoots in this show. How when evil Chewbacca came to town and threw him out of his uh, his Brita filter? How did he immediately not get shot in the head? We got zap knuckles. We got chattering teeth. We got like silly string. We got zappy palm <laughs> handshake toys. Like, we're, we're we're the Joker over here essentially. Okay, we're a Swiss Army knife of useless items. No one's using a gun. Pick up a gun. <laughs> no one shoots in this show. I don't understand. It's all it's all hand to hand. Hand to paw. Good point. I, I didn't, I just didn't even I think don't about get that. It. All the whole time I'm thinking like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get my stick. I'm going to do a, yeah, I can't wait to use my little pointy stick and do like a cool 
spin jutsu move, but you, dude, you're a bounty hunter. You have a rocket and flamethrowers and everything. Yes, okay, yes, he's naked. But maybe next time he should keep a flamethrower little pod right next to his little tank so that in case Chewbacca comes in, first of all, how'd he get in so easily? I don't know. Where was everybody? Everyone sleeping? Is it three That's in the morning? That's what I said. Fennec Shan let him in. She let him in. But What's she doing? Where's her gun? That's what I, I mean, in her hands, so she uses a knife instead of a gun. Use a knife instead of a gun. There's a whole saying about that. You bring a knife to a Wookiee fight? That's not right. Yeah, you should brought right, some zap right. knuckles to a gun fight. Yeah, but I do agree with with Steven, though. I think that he's going to come up, come back in the future. I, think so, I, I don't think he's a one and done. I think he's going to no. come back and help. I thought it was help, silly the way he uh, ran Boba away. Fett. His run as he ran out of screen. <laughs> yeah. I thought he, he, looked, like like a, he right. looked like he pooped his pants a little bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Does anyone have any other main moments of the episode, or do they want to discuss this a little bit more? I feel like I'm too critical of these little small things, but it's just I, need, I thought we need that person. Yeah, I guess. I, I thought the Vespa race was very silly, and I just it seemed like out of place. Um, it's like they did it just because they were like, we need to have a chase scene in here. Um, but uh, I, it does... we need Boba Fett to use his jetpack. <laughs> I was so worried that one of the uh, the Gamorian guards, the pig boys. Yeah, I was so worried that one of them were gonna was gonna die because he was getting real messed up by uh, by BK. Yeah. But then I thought it was nice that uh, Boba let him use the uh, the Bacta the tank. The tank. That's nice. Yeah, I thought that was nice too. I was That's gonna say leadership. I was gonna say I was surprised that everyone's so super loyal to him for no reason just immediately like the kids <laughs> yeah. the kids met him 45 minutes ago and all of a sudden and all they of them were risking are their lives immediately yeah. to fight this giant wookie who has the scariest stare that anyone has ever seen <laughs> but uh yep. but you know what if if you if you put your neck on the line for uh for bobo and you get messed up he's gonna let you use that that little uh, soup tube and that's that's nice of him that's nice I, I see. he's a good boss he's a good boss where's the where'd the mayor yeah. go did they ever talk about that? <laughs> nope. Uh, they don't talk about where he went, but he's not there anymore. No. So he's they, either they dead the or he's and, on the run. Yeah, I thought he was going to be in the car with, uh, with the, with the <laughs> guy. Like, Go, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit it. One of these fruits. No, but uh, <laughs> but instead he's just he's up and disappeared. And uh, so, yeah, I, right. so, so, what is it? The uh, the huts are to going back to their planet. Yeah, they yep. go back to Hut Pizza Hut. Nalhada. Yeah, Nalhada is what it's the planet it's um, called. <laughs> the Pizza. Hut. So they're they're going back. BK ran off to who knows where. <laughs> What's Danny Trejo just <laughs> lives at the house now? I guess. I guess so. That seems a little inconvenient. Let's not question it. Let's Maybe. just let him be there. He's I get you. know it's great. I'm just saying it's, it's like, <laughs> here's a gift. It's a rancor and also a guy that you don't have to feed and take care of. He's going to live here <laughs> rent-free. Like a bad yep. thought in your head. He's going to live here and you got to feed him. <sighs> yep. That's right. That's it. That's all I got to <laughs> say. <laughs> Steven, any more main moments from you? Um, yeah, I, I kind of had one. Um, kind kind of had one. Okay. Yeah, kind of one. So, cool. Um, they they do, they do a callback um, 
with the uh, do you have an appointment thing when Fennec says it to the water keeper dude. Yeah. They keep doing those kind of callbacks. And it's usually Fennec or um, or Boba Fett that do those callbacks, and it's usually in either in the, that same episode later on or in the episode afterwards. But I, I, I actually chuckled at that because I was like, are you kidding me? Because the guy walks in he's like, does he have an appointment? And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. Everyone's just walking in being like, all right, proceed. Give me your tribute. All right, cool. Here you go. And she was just like, do you have a appointment? I'm like, oh, man. All right, cool. Um, but, no, I think the, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I want to really enjoy this show. I really do. Uh, the first okay. couple episodes, I was nice. I, I was nice enough to just sit there and just not try to be critical with anything because they were still setting everything up. You know, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you. I was trying. I was trying my best. Um, but... I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to be um, less critical for the first couple episodes because they're just setting everything up. But it feels like they're throwing everything they set up out the window, and it feels like they're stemming away from what Star Wars was doing well at. And they're starting to take other franchises and throw that in there. And it's kind of bothering me. Um, whether it be mm. like the Scorpion King or the uh, the Scorpion King-ish, um, Mortal Kombat-ish looking uh, freaking freak show thing that comes in in the first episode that pounces on that, that alien dude uh, in the desert. Oh, the Goro um, looking thing the, with the four uh, arms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt so out of place for a Star Wars looking creature, okay? It just didn't feel make any sense the uh the freaking bike the the, the vespas those freaking colored that vespas like took me out of on the episode to ween on a freaking place where everything is dull as shit you're gonna tell me these yeah. four punks yeah. had these colored vespas and <sighs> but doesn't that kind of make sense though very slow because their whole thing Why? is, they're like teenagers. Don't they want to be rebels in a, in a world of bland, tan buildings? They want to have these brightly colored, like, look at me, riding Fine, up on the then, wall. <laughs> Fine, but then make the Vespas look more different than a fucking Power Ranger motorcycle. It really, like, they really wanted like, to, they went like just, Roy G. Biv rainbow colors. Yeah, you're right. They really you're did. You're stealing them from different franchises now and you're taking me out of the story itself. I don't know if that was intentional though. It probably wasn't intentional, but they're doing it in the fucking the DeLorean thing now that you mentioned that. The freaking sound that, that, yeah. that they're using. That was a little too like, on the nose. It's on the nose, man, and I just, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, when is the true story? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued as to who the real bad guy is here. Like, if the Huts are truly just being like, oh, let's, let's make peace with you guys, or if they're going to start an all-out war by the end of it. But at this moment, I want to see more of the ruthless Boba Fett that, that we, we were, we've been used to seeing, you know? Like, if they, mm-hmm. it feels like, He's way too benevolent. Like, there's so many things that have happened where I'm like, man, you are a fucking trained assassin, and you've gotten your ass kicked, like, three or four times <laughs> Every since time. the first episode started. You've barely won, and you've had people defending you, like, saving your ass. Like, you are a trained assassin. I don't care if you were in the Rancor pit, and yet you've lost some strength. You know, like... Kill, kill tactics, kill, kill techniques, or even like just stun techniques. Just use your like, gun. Get, just use your gun. <laughs> use something, dude. But he's always like, oh, someone's attacking me. <laughs> talks a little bit with the mask on. Takes the freaking, <laughs> takes the mask off <laughs> for dramatic <laughs> effect, and that's it. I'm like, okay. It's uh, no. 
Uh-huh. I'm hoping that they so because if we go back to the timeline, what what's happening right now in in his flashbacks, what's happening there is five years prior to what's happening in the present his present time. Okay, so and we know that because Mandalorian was confirmed to take place five years after Return of the Jedi. All right, so. When Boba Fett's in his last uh, flashback, he rides the Bantha into Mos Eisley, and the people are putting the clone trooper helmets on the pikes. Did you see that? Yep. They're, yeah. So that's sometime after Return of the Jedi, when when Luke beats the Empire and whatever. So, but in the Mandalorian, we when Din Djarin goes through Mos Eisley, they're like the helmets already are already worn to shit. So, if the, yeah, so the Tusken Raiders dying early might have been good for Boba Fett, I guess. The series, I mean, not just his character, but for the series. Because there's still so much time missing from the story, you know? There's There's so much stuff that could have happened in between the Tusken Raiders dying and him meeting up with, and with the with Din Djarin in the future and the Mandalorian, yeah. So I'm very curious because in I for some reason correct me if I'm wrong, but in the second season, the Mandalorian, when Din Djarin meets Boba Fett, is Boba Fett with another group of Tusken Raiders? No, he's with uh, Fennec Shen. No, it's with Fennec. He's with Fennec. Okay, yeah. just making sure. Yeah. All right, just just making sure. There might so, have been other again, people, though. I wasn't there like a group of people. No, I think I there was a. I think there else. was a group. Wasn't there like a ship when uh when Baby Yoda was was doing his ET phone home thing on that stone? Yeah. Um, wasn't there like a like a ship that came in that had a bunch of had a the like Los Pollos Hermanos guys in there, and then Los Boba Fett showed up. So much. Yeah. So, right. but he wasn't with He's... them. He was like a third party, right? I don't think so. Uh, I think it was just them. Good Didn't... question. I, I, if I, I remember... have to rewatch the Mandalorian. Yeah, I don't want to start th- like asking questions that I just easily go look up. But, um, but yeah, I think he was just. I think I he was just remember. with Finnick Chen. Okay, that's that's all I needed to know. Perfect. So that's. That's good. Okay. So again, we there's so much time missing from what we know about Boba Fett's history. So. I think I think it'll all tie together nicely. I'm going to put the positive spin on this because it seems like you guys don't really like the show at the moment for no, where it's going. I do. But I, I, I do yeah. like the show, <laughs> but I know they have more poten- there's more potential there, you know. Right, and I think I think leading into the future episodes, I think there is they're going to show you that potential. I I do believe this series is going to is going to be and end up being good. I like, the way I describe it, I'm ready to be wowed right now, and I know it's going to happen, but mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet, and so I, I'm I'm just kind of yeah. <laughs> kind of waiting through it, and just like okay, all right, let's let's get to the we're we're get we had two episodes of, we had two like full episodes of Tusken Raiders, okay, so that's like <laughs> that's like a fourth or a third of the of this season, all right, so that's done. Let's like let's get into the really good stuff here. Like, let's get into the combat. I think maybe I was spoiled mm-hmm. by the Mandalorian. There was a lot of combat in the Mandalorian, so I think maybe I got spoiled by that. Maybe, this yeah. Is maybe there was storytelling. Right. 
All right. So I think at the moment the Pike Syndicate is the main baddies. The yes. Pike Syndicate is the ones that like they're from like fish. But I guess we're going to have to see what happens in the future episodes. There's also a rumor that uh, Amelia Clark as Cura is going to show up. Because hmm. in the solo series, she works for the Pike Syndicate. Oh, I believe, interesting. If I remember correctly. So there's a rumor that she might show up as well as, uh, I think I mentioned this last week, as well as um, Han Solo himself. Because... Harrison Ford did a uh, did a little bit of a he filmed for something in the same area that Boba Fett was filming. So we'll see what happens, I guess. But hmm. the Pike Syndicate is currently the main baddies. Last week it was the Huts. The week before that it was the Tuscan Raiders, right? Is that who the bad guys were before? <laughs> and I guess they keep they keep shifting in the antagonist of the of the show. Yeah. So I, I think it might stick with the Pike Syndicate because they've given us a lot of detail so far about them. But it could change next week because it, it always does. It continues to change each episode. So, But that was that was all my major thoughts on this episode. I, I, li- I currently like the, the series. Again, I didn't have high expectations for it before entering the series, which is I, I feel like has been better for me. So I actually I like the show for what it was for what it is, but those were those are my thoughts on episode three. Does anyone else have any thoughts on it and any major moments they want to bring up? I think we uh, I think we covered it for the most part. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I just ready yeah. To, ready to see more. I just really want to see more, and hopefully it's what has more action in it. I'm just I'm an adrenaline junkie. Yes. you know. Yes. Someone shoot so. a gun, please. <laughs> Please. Yes. I hope Boba Fett actually uses the things on his armor. Who'd oh, have thought? Man. Well, he used he used the jetpack this week, which was the first time he's used that in a while. So right. He's getting he's getting back into the swing of things. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. So if we're done talking about that, we're gonna move on to the Peacemaker series. So we got episodes one, two, and three. Uh, just yesterday on Thursday, and it, the series takes place five months after the Suicide Squad movie. Argus shows up at, after John Cena. I mean, Peacemaker gets out of <laughs> gets out of the hospital, and again, Argus shows up to recruit him for the Project Butterfly. Um, I'm just gonna give you my thoughts real quick. I love this series. It's it's dark. It's funny, and it's so re- it's just really so ridiculous of a show that. I like it so much. <laughs> There's scenes that are funny that shouldn't be funny. And if, if there wasn't any like weird music in the background, if it was just a normal story, I, it, it, it could be a horror story at some points, but definitely actually, you know, thinking about it now, it could actually be a freaking horror story, <laughs> but I think it was just, such, it's so much fun. I can't wait for more episodes to see what's happening. But those were my initial thoughts on it. Mike, what are your initial thoughts on this series? The music is so good. It is the good. The music is so good. And the way it's loud, too. And the way they incorporate it all throughout the uh, throughout the episode. It's, it's very 
it's very uh, Guardians of the Galaxy e to me, which makes mm. sense because of why it's produced by James yes, Gunn. Because right? of James Gunn. Yeah, so that's that's right. his that's his uh, <laughs> that's his deal. But uh, it's it's goofy, <laughs> and I love the fact that it's goofy and like John Cena is the perfect fit for what this show is, and all of the characters like there's not a single character that I that I don't like. And they're all, it's its all perfect. It's, I mean, it's its essentially, it's like the Suicide Squad, you know, the one that uh, is directly preceding this series. It's very goofy, it's very mm-hmm. violent, but it's sparingly violent, rather. It, they don't, it's not all gore <laughs> all the time, but then when it is time for gore, it's a lot of gore. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh that's right. Yeah, the the way the way that they do everything, it's it's a very 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 good series. Um, and I watched all three episodes today, and I nice. very much am looking forward to next uh, Thursday. Right, Thursday it comes out. So next Thursday, next I'm Thursday. pretty sure it's next Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Looking forward to That's it. That's right, Stephen. And what are your initial thoughts on this the series so far? <sighs> so plenty. <laughs> oh, of here we go. Here we go. So, All right. Yeah, crack your knuckles. So, so just from the start, this is this is a, a very unique TV series. Before the new TV series airs, Peacemakers takes some time out uh, for a previously on segment, uh, previously on the Suicide Squad. So it brings up the show to up to date with the events from the 2021 Suicide Squ- uh, Squad film. Um, mm-hmm. It is intriguing because for a show that hasn't even technically begun yet, it does a good job at bringing the audience into an interconnected storyline from the films it stems off of. Now, after that, the intro had me speechless. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> it might be the best it, intro to a TV show that I've ever seen in my it life. It has to be. It has I to be. I have to agree. Yes, because for sure. It has a totally different vibe from the show itself man the intro feels so goofy whereas the show itself has some dark humor and it's it can be serious but the intro feels so out of place and i love it so much i've haven't i haven't skipped the intro like hbo max gives you the, <laughs> op- too, the option yeah. to skip so the intro skip skip the the previously ons and shit like that but I watch it every fucking time because I'm looking at him. It's yeah. so good. Oh, and the fucking song, like the, the throw the dog a bone or whatever, whatever the, the song is called. That's such a badass song, you know? Yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I had to, I had to rewind it. So it wouldn't let me rewind it for some reason while the intro was going. So when it got to the, the post intro, I rewinded it again and watched it again. <laughs> All the way through, because I was like, I literally, I, I so can't. Good. Did I, did I just witness that? Did that just happen? I was like, the hell? Yeah. So I had to rewind it, and it, it was, it's so great. I again, like I said, like you said, Stephen, I have not skipped it once on the three episodes. I've probably, I've watched it four times, but I haven't <laughs> skipped it once. <laughs> nope. oh, I yeah. thought it was I funny it. that, so, that so good. the intro automatically right off the bat has characters in it that haven't been introduced yet like right like right the cops. oh yeah yeah the first the first episode, and they're and they're all grouped together and they're all grouped, they're grouped together. together with the, main characters yeah they, the they main have characters the, are up front and then like i'm like who the Argus fuck is this dude in a suit who the fuck is this little green kid that's up on his shoulder <laughs> like 
You know, and then like they all have such serious expressions on while they're dancing. It's just so good. Yeah. It's so so yes. so good. It's it's the it's the perfect tone. If someone was like, "What kind of show is Peacemaker?" You would just show them the intro and say it's that kind of show. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah. I I I had Tori, my wife, come into uh, my wife, my into, wife. Just, just to just watch <laughs> the intro. <laughs> And then she walked out. <laughs> oh. I was like, Tori, watch this, watch this. So I probably watched it five times, actually. I've <laughs> rewinded the set that time, too. Oh, so oh man. But, yeah, wow. it is so good. But, yeah, let's jump into the episode. So mm. I'll, I'll start with my one of my main moments of the episode. Vigilante as a as – <laughs> Vigilante, to me, is just so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. He's, he's similar to Peacemaker in a lot of ways, but he's also – mentally out of it as well yeah like he doesn't he doesn't have boundaries and at all the, no. and when when they take off his mask and he's like moving his face like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, yeah. if i stop moving my face they can tell who i am <laughs> he's like what are you doing <laughs> i was like this fucking guy is hilarious like i really want more of vigilante he's just I would watch a show with just Vigilante by himself. It seems so like, freaking funny. So he's, he's now he's like Deadpool, right? Show, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he absolutely is. He's like he's like a Deadpool character. The way he just yeah, he is integral. That's right. Now now he is. Oh man, yeah. So <laughs> but that yeah, no fucks given with him. Yeah. Um. So so from episode one all the way to three, we see that this. Mm-hmm group of people is dysfunctional but that is something that james gunn does a very superb job at making it work you know in guardians of the galaxy you bring together a group of in the words of star lord losers to save the, the galaxy and they're just their dynamic works very well together you bring together a lot of random unique characters and create a team for the suicide squad film if you would if you would have asked me a couple of years ago if I would have thought that Suicide Squad would be a good movie, I would have said, heck no. But James Gunn got <laughs> me to like it, even love it. Now we are three episodes into the show, and I am waiting for James Gunn to turn the the dial up a notch on this dysfunctional crew into a and turn them into a badass and fun group that um, and it, it, right now I'm enjoying watching. I really am. Now, mm-hmm. um, now you bring you bring this guy. The thing that the thing that um, I'm still stumped on is that you bring this guy out for a mission, and so f- f- and so far it feels like Rick Flag in in the first uh, the first movie of Suicide Squad where he is being carried by the rest of the team, and. I love John Cena. Don't get me wrong. That's not. This is. I'm not bashing his acting at all. I'm saying that Peacemaker feels like the weakest link in the series so far, and that isn't a dig at John Cena. Like I said, he is doing a great job with the character. It's just you have Vigilante, you have Hardcore, and you have Mern, who are pretty decent killers, and they bring in Peacemaker. It feels a little bit out of place, but it feels good. In a way, it feels weird to say that, but if it, it feels good to have that person who's out of place, but it's the main character who's out of place at this point, you know. And it, it's it's kind of rough. It, it the, the show is very rough, you know. Like he he shows because they're always talking about oh he's he's sexist he's misogynistic he's a racist <laughs> and all this like that. 
and you see him, and he's trying. He's actually trying to be a good person, but he, this is the, things he, the shit he says is just wrong all the time. And I feel I feel so bad. I'm like, dude, just stop. Please. <laughs> he's he's like a little kid. He's like a little yeah. kid who's really trying, and he doesn't understand that what he's saying is because uh, he he doesn't he doesn't get that what he's saying is really offensive old timey terms like sweet cheeks and and sugar tits. Right. But he doesn't he doesn't know what it means though. Yeah. Apparently, like people who say that usually know what sweet cheeks means, but he doesn't he doesn't he know means what it sincerely it means. as is like a nice compliment. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but can I can I interject for a second there, Stephen, with the what you just literally said? Yeah, so yeah. when when they go over the amount of people peacemaker kills, uh, and they call him a, like racist, and they say he kills more minorities than white people, mm. and I that scene just had me dying because he's like, I'll okay, fine, I'll I'll, I'll, tr- I'll try I I'll try to kill more white people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, what is this show about? Like, what the fuck is happening? But yeah, that that had me on the ground when that scene was going on. Was talking about how he kills more minorities than black than white people. It's like, all right, fine, I'll kill more white people. And then vigilante says, "Oh, I have to." Their people are calling me racist because you kill more minorities. Oh, by I, but I, I usually that's right by association. By association. Yep. But he's like, yeah, but I usually kill more white people. <laughs> he's like, most of the people I kill are white. <laughs> oh okay sorry continue steven <laughs> no now speaking of vigilante man um before he took before you find out who he truly is when they show that that guy in the in the um when they show vigilante like unmasked as a like a mm-hmm. waiter or whatever or a uh i don't even know what the heck it was but he was, working, he was working at that restaurant and all of a sudden he says Peacemaker's back. He starts doing that weird try humping dance, whatever. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Oh, what he's doing? The, the butt dance? Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then he invites the dude to the abortion. I want to go to the abortion. He's like, he's like, no thanks. I don't, I don't want to go to your <laughs> abortion, man. Yeah. I was like, this is, what is this show? Like, I kept, I, that's, that's something that I kept saying in, the, in all those, the three episodes. I kept repeating the same phrase. What the holy fuck? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. every like ten minutes, maybe even less, there was a uh, some, there was a, something that, a piece of dialogue that was said, or and something that was an action sequence or something. Where I'm just like, oh my god, what is going on right now? Like the um, jumping from from uh, <laughs> from balcony to balcony, balcony to balcony, yeah. Get his ass it, it whooped was, by a roof. It was painfully hilarious because I was laughing my ass off as it was happening, but you could just tell like b- bones were breaking and like things were getting fucked up. And I'm like, dude, stop it! Just stop doing this to yourself. Come on! <laughs> oh. He jumps again. Boom! Cracks his freaking sternum. Boom! Goes again. <laughs> Collarbone. Boom! His kneecap. Like this. Then he gets shot at and all that. And, I mean, I guess it's working out pretty well for him because he got laid twice in two episodes. He had a threesome yeah, with Vigilante. I mean, we're crying out loud. <laughs> but let's just talk about this right now. Uh, out of okay. all the TV series, uh, of all, out of all the, the um, superhero, superheroine, heroine uh, TV series or even movies, I truly appreciate what they're doing with Harcourt's character. I think that Harcourt is an absolute badass. She doesn't take any shit from 
anyone. And it's not like they're trying to throw in like feminism in your face. Like it's not it's not, it's not on the nose or anything. She's doing a great mm-hmm. job with showing that she means business and she doesn't take shit from anybody. Like in the first fucking episode, what I think it was the first episode. I think when she's in the bar and the guy hits on her and she says something like I don't know if you can teach me how to deal with this uh, like fish breath or whatever. And she's like, fuck you, bitch. And she's like, okay, fuck you. Get out of here. And then this guy comes out of this big dude. He's like, how dare you talk to my friend I like feel like that. his reaction like, was a little... Uh, was so over the top. Yeah, a little over the top. bit. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I agree. And she's, I was like, no one acts like that. Come on. No, no. And then she, she turned him down. down. Would you call my friend? Would you call my friend? You asshole. And, and then, <laughs> so, then he's like, chill out, chill out. What, she has him in like a wrist lock. <laughs> breaks his fucking, is breaking his arm as, as she keeps twisting. And she just didn't take any, she, she, she looks at Peacemaker, she's like, excuse me, boom. And then she's like, crack, boom, tam, boom, to like five <laughs> moves. And then the guy's down on his knees begging for his life, basically. And she's, she still is showing no emotion. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't want to fuck with her, you know? Uh, I mean... And, like, Peacemaker, of course, you, you see in his eyes he's fucking turned on by it. He says it, I'm pretty sure, at one point. He's like, that was hot. He says that that was really hot, but, yeah. He's like, that was really hot. I'm like, dude. <laughs> oh my God. His, his eyes are just like, whoa, that's yep. crazy. And he looks down at one point. I'm pretty sure he had a boner at that point. <laughs> oh, no. But, no. Damn. I mean, it's almost guaranteed that, that Hardcore and Peacemaker are going to get together at the end of the series. I mean, just based on the way that she looks at him. Um, oh, she called him handsome. Third episode. He's like, you think I'm handsome? It's just because you, <laughs> no, right. you're handsome doesn't mean that you can <laughs> go around doing whatever you want. You think I'm handsome? And she's like, you think I'm handsome? She's like, you're missing the point here, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying the show so far. I really am. And uh, something that I, I think it's, um, I think it's very worth noting. It's very, yeah, it's worth noting. Plenty of superhero properties try to confront very complicated issues uh, like the current events, race, politics, other things like that. Now, I mean, just last year, we had Falcon Winter Soldier touch upon some complicated issues itself, but they confronted it in a lighter approach. You know, with Falcon Winter Soldier, they, they touched upon uh, the whole race issue, and then like Falcon gives a big speech at the end, like, you guys got to do better. I don't know how you have to do it, but just do better. Um, and I, I, I have never, never seen these kinds of issues being brought up as bluntly as in the Peacemaker series. The dude has a father who happens to be an open white supremacist who hates his son and is telling him that if he's going to kill people, go out for more black people, out for more Jews and other other very that. unsightly words that he uses here. Unsightly words, yeah, yeah. Just other things yeah. like that. And I'm like, man, I would never. Like he keeps, he's like, you're an embarrassment to me. How dare you? You're, you're a wimp and all that. I'm like, freaking. Call him a simp at one point. Wimp? Simp, that's right. He calls him a simp. I was like, dude, what's wrong <laughs> with you? You're an asshole. And then apparently he has some kind of cult uh, that he's I think formed he's, in when he was in prison. It looks like he was in the. <laughs> they called him like the. What do they call him? Like the Grand, not the Grand Wizard. That's the KKK. But they called him something similar to that. The, yeah. The, the and white. And they do like the, 
they do a half-assed Nazi salute, you know, with yeah. the, the thumb in, 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 with the other four fingers sticking yeah, out, and they do that. Bad I'm form. Like, bad form. Bad dude. form. You did it wrong. <laughs> do a full no. send. You did it. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's intriguing because every episode they, they touch on more and more of these kind of things. And it's very, it's true, mm-hmm. it's extremely blunt, the way that they, they do it. And some of it's in a good way. Other other t- parts, I'm just I have to look away and I'm like, man, oh god, did he just say that or, or did they just do that? Oh no, but. But do you see that they they had a parody of Fox News, but they, oh, they Alex dude was Jones. saying, oh yeah, 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 but but he was saying people with underneath were wearing like um, faces, and but the, it actually turned out to be true. The butterflies from outer space are coming to infiltrate human society and oh, yeah. i don't know if they want them to fail but what they what he was saying ended up actually being true <laughs> later in the episode even though it sounded so that. bizarre i didn't catch yeah. that yeah that's funny <laughs> <laughs> sorry steven i'm sorry what are you gonna say Ooh, finish your thought finishing the thought finishing the thought and done <laughs> we're done <laughs> with that all thought. right you're done i have a lot more thoughts okay but, yeah, we'll keep we'll pass it all right off. Um, okay, Mike, how about you? What do you what are your I got three things on... to say. I'm gonna knock out the first okay. two fast. First of all, thank goodness we have our man, our golden god, Chuck Luigi Waluigi, in here as Clemson <laughs> Mern. Chuck yes. Woody Awuji, who so <laughs> famously right. so famously uh derailed the ending of our last episode uh, <laughs> he's here he's great i love him as a character he's kind of trying to be i guess the uh the the straight man like the the leader of the group but uh the fact that he's never even told anyone any kind of any kind of feeling that he's ever had except when he <laughs> talks to uh john john economist Economy? Economos. 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 Um, right, yeah. So I, I like him a lot as a character. Second of all, the guy that plays Judo Master is really funny. His real oh name. Oh my God. I love Judo Master. I looked up the Peacemaker cast after I watched the third episode. His real name is Nut Lee, which I think is really, really funny Stop. because I'm no, six years not. old. Um, oh my God. His name's Nut Lee. Um, it is Nut Lee. Wow. But uh, but I thought he was so funny in his flaming hot Cheetos and he's like four feet tall and just kicking ass. Um, but uh, yeah, th- there's to to the point that Steve was saying they do go over a lot of different type of topics. They go over obviously obviously racism uh, with the dad, mm-hmm. which Robert Patrick as the dad he does such a good job. And it's this is almost like an adult swim show. Like it's so it's such like a parody of itself and it's so over the top ridiculous. And you have like you know, the the dad only laughing uh when when Chris Smith, when Peacemaker's telling his story, and the dad only laughs when he mentioned that Bloodsport got tortured as a kid. He was stone faced the entire time, but mentioned that he got tortured as a kid. That's what cracks <laughs> the dad up. And right. <laughs> you know, he's calling the dad, he's calling the dad, uh, or the dad's calling him a pussy. And when they're in the room and he's going over all the helmets, uh, I, I believe it was after the, 
after the credits of the first episode when he's showing off the helmets. Like, yeah, this one gives you scabies. You want this one? Like, John and John Cena, Peacemaker. It's like, it get, get, no. Why would I want something that gives you scabies? And the dad says, <laughs> to challenge yourself. <laughs> to challenge yourself. He <laughs> could, you know, make you stronger as a man. He's he's the classic military tough dad, but he just happens to be a mercenary, an extremely racist mercenary mercenary that uh, that raises his kid. Um, but for every serious moment that the show has. They have a 15-second-long uh, hard cut to John Cena butt-ass naked screaming while he's having sex in the bathroom with some chick. Mm-hmm. Or a three-minute-long scene of... Uh, which, first of all, this dude's built like a brick shit house. John Cena is a giant barrel of a man. And so, obviously, they're, <laughs> they're making use of that by showing his butt and making him naked as much as possible. But... Um, but the, the scene, you get three minutes long of uh, John Cena, you know, saying, no, I'm not, to Vigilante, no, I'm not going to look at your dick. Stop trying to make me look at your dick <laughs> in the window. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not going to do that. It's like, now I'm not going to, you know, of all people, you would be the one to make me look at your dick. Like that, it's just, it's so <laughs> immature, but it's, to me, it's like the perfect kind of humor. And I found it so, oh, so, yeah. so funny. Um. I think it's hilarious. I mean, and just, you know, to kind of expand upon what I was saying. So they're talking about racism, but, you know, the the themes of kind of sexism, right, and feminism, whether it's him talking, you know, the sweet cheeks and sugar tits thing, him being sincere is really funny. Um, but to what Stephen was saying, when she was in the bar after she beats up those guys and, of course, Peacemaker's like, well, it was really hot. There was the way that Harcourt, um, the way that she said the line, something along the lines of like, and I'm just trying to sit in here and have a beer, but apparently whether it's them or whether it's you, I'm not allowed to do that. And then she walked away. I kind of like, I felt, I felt that, yeah. like I felt bad. It was like a serious, like this is something that that women have to deal with as a legit thing all the time. And that must be really tough. Not yeah, just, you know, exactly. rotting, rotten, you know, rotten fish breath and uh, having friends do over, you know, over the top reactions. But even people who are unknowingly hitting on them the entire time, you know, as she said, just because <laughs> I decide to wear makeup, you can't have a beer. It's it's true. It's true. And it's it was a it was a serious moment, even if just for a, just for a second after a uh, after a funny scene. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was it was really something. Uh and again, a lot of lot of really good music and the cast of characters are all just so good. The guy Amber and Evan, the two the couple yelling at each other as they're getting tied up. Uh, oh my god. Maker. He's like, fuck you, Amber. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck you. What You're the trying to fuck, fuck him Amber? right now? No, maybe <laughs> I am. You know, like that kind of so, talk about pumped up kicks. You pumped up kicks. It was yeah. just, so It's about so murder. Funny. <laughs> Just it's oh yeah, it's, that was I don't, hilarious. I don't know. It's it's almost like it's almost kind of kind of real in a sense. Whether it's like, people get in fights and it it makes fun of itself and it makes it it really makes fun of classic superhero tropes. Like for example, when they're loading up the van 
and vigilante is peeking out from behind a dumpster. You see that a lot in shows like superhero yes. stuff where people are peeking around corners and they're not being seen. But in this, they're not afraid to call it out. Like, who the fuck is that guy behind the dumpster? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah. That, was, that was one of my major scenes because I thought that was freaking hilarious. It's that so people funny. People weren't, weren't like freaked out by it. They were just like, who is that? The fuck? What's going who, on? Yeah. You know, and like, it's just, God, it's just so funny. And and it's so, it really makes you think about how ridiculous the average superhero movies and TV shows are on the really silly things that they try to get away with. You just kind of accept as as fact, where in reality, if they're peeking around a corner or a dumpster, they would be seen immediately. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. just, I think I like that they, they call that out. Um, And so it's, it rises that line between, I mean, it's very gory and it's obviously it's, you know, I don't know if it's rated R, whatever it's rated. Um, it's, it's very serious at times and gory and also very like childish and, uh, and comedic. I think it's got that perfect equal or equal rhythm of both. <laughs> you know that word. Very well said. Very well said. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> but speaking of that trash can scene, I mean, just in general, this series, like you said, the characters are pretty great. Uh, so, all right. So Daniel Brooks uh, plays Leota Adebayo, uh, who's who's Amanda Waller's daughter in this one. And she also mm. plays Tasty in Orange is the New Black, which, Stephen, you said you, you've seen this show? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've so she's she's you. great character. Watched it on mute? Is that mm-hmm. what you just said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she plays Tasty in Orange is the New Black, which she's, she plays a fantastic character, but she's my favorite character so far in this series because really? she is she, – yeah, she's passionate. She's badass. She's uncomfortable with violence, which is like – Similar to me, I don't really like violence that much. And then she's also funny at the same time, which she has the she has the sex from her wife. <laughs> when it comes up on the WhatsApp, oh, the, she's like, "Oh, I'm the, so sorry." The, the <laughs> she spends shot? like yeah, three, yeah, yeah. yeah, she spends five minutes apologizing, talking about how WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Then Peacemaker's just making fun of her the entire time. Oh man, it's. It's a, it's so great. I, I, she is my favorite character. So f- as of right now, she is my favorite character. Other than Vigilante, Vig- Vigilante is also an amazing character. But yeah, so and I also saw somewhere that Peacemaker is like DC's version of Michael Scott from The Office. He's just very cringy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just very cringy in ve- a lot of ways where he just says stuff. He has no filter, so he says things without thinking what people will think about what he's about to say. He doesn't think about it first. So I, which I a hundred percent agreed. <laughs> he does that. Am I the only one uh, that physically cringed at the, at the end of the third episode when, uh, Goff, the, uh, the dad, when he was trying to cut off vigilante's toe and he had the dull, you cringed the at dull that? I cringed at that because it, the, the sounds, cause he had a dull, he had a dull, uh, whatever it's called, clippers, whatever. <laughs> uh, so he couldn't get it. He's like, why don't you maintain your torture instruments? Um, but then it cut to a shot of the toe, and it's like yeah. half cut off. I had to yeah. look away from the screen 
because they uh-huh. man, they do they do gore really it well. It was so that, quick. It was really quick, but it was just the sounds that accompanied it while he was even just like trying to cut it off originally. Oh goodness. <laughs> But even Goodness. while he's getting his toe cut off, he's funny about it. Oh, of so. course, yeah. <laughs> but the fact so that he's t- <laughs> the fact that he was torturing torturing vigilante to for Peacemaker to give up secrets was hilarious to me because Peacemaker's like, no, <laughs> like I'm not, I love it. I'm not I love all do of it. it. Give it all. <laughs> to, yeah, the vigilante is like, "Why are you torturing me? Give him a tr- a chance." <laughs> I think it's his turn. Yeah, so so great, so great. I um was I the only one at the end of the last episode? So when he took that this what what ended up being a spaceship, when he took this tiny little spaceship from the the butterfly's home apartment. Uh, I didn't know what it was, and I still didn't know what the fuck he was holding when in the end of the second episode it looked like a spaceship but i was like there's an, there's no way it could be that cuz i just didn't understand it but and then in the third episode he says oh i was I have a spaceship in my house or <laughs> 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 he brought he he bought the tiny little spaceship and they they weren't at all concerned about what he that he had it it oh, seemed oh yeah huh that's a great but yeah, point so and then when the butterflies come out of the dude's face, it's like, or the butterfly comes out of the dude's face, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, they came I out gotcha. So it's a tiny little spaceship for the butterfly. I getcha. I gotcha. And then at the end, he's like, oh, oh, okay. Project Butterfly. <laughs> just yeah, like he's the, like, star, Project Starfish, which is a giant yeah. starfish. <laughs> a little on the nose there, huh? <laughs> Maybe. But I think. Uh, I. God. Sorry, I was gonna say. I just, I think one of my, the the line that stands out to me most is the first episode when he gets back to his house and uh, and the squad, the whole group, come and they're like aiming their guns at him and they're talking to him and offering uh, Peacemaker the opportunity to join the team. And uh, Johnny Conamos is eaten out of the fridge. He's like, I got low blood sugar. I'm getting dizzy. The line that stood out <laughs> to me the most is it's just the way John Cena delivered it, but the way he said, Hey, dude. You're eating four-year-old olives out of my fucking fridge. <laughs> the guy gags. That kind of yeah. like the deadpan delivery of like those little quips that happen so often in this show is it's hitting me right in the funny bone in, in the most perfect way. Like I am absolutely in love with this show. Yeah, but, I oh, agree. It's a good. I agree. Did the the I feel like they're giving a lot of depth to Peacemaker, but also it's not enough. It's not enough at the same time. Yeah. Like when he's in his bedroom and he's hitting himself and crying about <laughs> Rick Flag, it's like, you killed Rick Flag. You killed Rick Flag. You're an idiot. I kind of I kind of felt that. I was like, wow, he actually does feel remorse and yeah, pain for what he did. Deep abuse issues. Yeah, exactly. And then you can you see how he grew up with his father, who's a white supremacist fuckboy. And, uh, <laughs> and and you understand a bit more where he's coming from, but I still need. I he he's he's very funny in the series, even though it, it's not so. Again, if it wasn't a series and him just jumping off a roof, it probably wouldn't be funny to you that you're breaking your collarbone again. But it just watching it the way we were watching it, it just became so funny, and <laughs> I don't know I. I think we need more from Peacemaker. I think we need more depth than what we already have. I think we need more feelings from him. I don't know, because as of right now, I 
care, but not as much as I should for the main character of the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I get but, that. Yeah. But Stephen, how about you? What are, yeah, what are the thoughts you got on this one? So the last thing I really wanted to touch upon was, um, you kind of mentioned it already, but there were a few funny tangents that Peacemaker and the other characters go on during the episode. During these episodes. One of the better jokes here comes from the throwback to Project Starfish in um, Suicide Squad. Now, seeing Peacemaker going <clears throat> on a tangent about tracking down a giant moth um, <laughs> is yeah. really a Mothra <laughs> is really on point, and it'll be nice to see more of these jokes across the series. But like when he's in the hospital room, he he at, he asked the janitor. Um, he asked the janitor, like, if he's free to go and all that. And he goes on this weird, like, five to ten minute tangent about something else before he's, he finally goes back. He, he wraps it up back to, am I free to go? He's like, go wherever you want, man. If no one's stopping you, go. He's like, okay. He gets his, he gets his, uh, his full outfit back that's full and it's bloodied up and all that and walks out into a taxi. That's it. Um, mm. The same kind of thing happens with Vigilante. Like, Vigilante and him, when Vigilante's staying outside his window... He's like, hey, man, turn around. He's like, I'm not turning around. You're going to show me a dick. And he, that goes on for like five <laughs> minutes. He's like, just show, just come around. I'm not going to do that. Don't, I wouldn't be that much mature. He's like, you're going to do it. No, wait. goes on forever. And the same thing happens um, with. I kind of wish you did it, though. When, yeah. Yeah. Like, it, and again, it happens again when they're talking about the big, when, with giant Mothra and all that shit. Like, it goes on forever. But I love it so much. I live for it because. It's so unnecessarily long for the topic that they're discussing. It goes something that could be discussed easily in like ten seconds goes on for five to ten minutes because mm-hmm. like they get sidetracked and it, it gives me so much, uh, so much joy because it's finally it finally makes sense for somebody like me who expands everything that should be that should be told in like ten seconds that expands it into be like five to ten minutes long. So mm-hmm. exactly. whoever the writer was for whoever wrote this dialogue where they James Gunn James Gunn wrote all this stuff. Well, thank he you, wrote James the entire Gunn, script. for finally uh, <laughs> for finally re- representing there because I go on way too many tangents. So <laughs> represent, oh, represent, man. represent. There's another. We don't have to really talk about that much, but there was when John Economist kind of saves the day when he crashes his vehicle into <laughs> Judo Master's car. And then Juno Master, I know, but at the same time, when he takes the tire iron, and it's just, it's so dark that he's just beating on this child, like hitting the kid over the head. I felt bad for the child. I didn't feel bad for him. I. No, I know that. I know that. Oh, That's what okay, I'm saying. Okay. I, I feel bad for the child, too, but because I'm pretty sure this is a kid, right? Like, this is I definitely thought it was a just a small man. Or That's what it he could be a small man as well, because. But the fact that he was just hitting him on the head, like, once at a time, and then the kid kept getting up and trying to crawl away, it was just every, so yeah. funny to me. Every time he Even got though hit, it was so dark. Exactly. Yeah. And then he hits him a few times, and it's done. He's like, he's the, is Judah Matt, I'm sure he's not dead because he's in the main credits of the – he's in the intro credits of the show. So I don't think he's actually dead. But it's it was so funny to me. Even though it was so dark at the same time, this kid, this guy is just beating on a little ch- little child 
or a little man child. Who knows? But <laughs> that's all I have. Am I the only person who felt bad for the other guy who got shot? Oh, oh for sure. I felt bad talking for about him. his family. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about yeah. his family. I'm like, dude, he all, all he did was walk up to the guy, the person, walk up to car, Hardcore, and be like, "All right, put your hands behind your back. All right, you're coming with us." And he gets shot for it. I'm like, man, you're just doing your job. You like three people that you were supposed to be protecting got killed, and you're like, all right, come with me. And then you get killed. What if he had like four children? I, I know they said the actual number, but still, like, what if, what if there was yeah, like he had one one daughter, sixteen years old, and going, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Something like but that. I, but I felt I felt really bad for that dude, so and especially dark. his his family at some point. Yeah, but so I'm hoping, I'm hoping because they cut away the moment she's gonna slice into him. I'm hoping that he's wearing like some kind of bulletproof vest or something, and he he's not actually dead. I'm hoping oh, that he's yeah. he she she lets oh, him go because because it that. cuts away. I really hope she let she let him go if if he survived the gun attack. So interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, my last overall thought about this entire thing. We mentioned it before. But the show loves f- this show loves finding the rock and roll covers of some very famous oh, songs, yeah. like Pumped Up yeah. Kicks and Drag Me Down, <laughs> like those freaking songs by pop, like hip hop uh, <laughs> groups and shit like that. They turn it into to rock and roll covers, and it's fucking dope, man. Like I've loved these rock and roll versions so much better than the originals. Um, like this is this is rock and roll song. Uh, it's it's a it's a blank space by Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift. Yeah, and they there was a rock and roll band who who re who did a cover of it, revamped it, and they did such an amazing job that I actually prefer that version over the original. You do okay. It's so good. Like I don't know what they're doing with the show, but the freaking the the scoring is amazing. The freaking uh, yeah. the songs Again, they choose are amazing. That's James Gunn who has that talent, so he knows that he knows where to find the talent for that kind of stuff. James so James Gunn, oh my God, you're, you're in, in James Gunn. We praise, we praise. Do you think that when they were trying to come up with uh, with dialogue for the dad character, they just looked at James Gunn's old tweets? Oh, <laughs> damn! You okay. know what? You're probably not wrong. It's <laughs> not, uh, not far off, I guess. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love. It. I'm glad that he's back. <laughs> where, where do we think this show is going? Ah, uh, dude, I have no idea. Which is maybe. The, I mean, the whole thing is what there's. There's now. There's a lot of butterflies, and they're all over the mm-hmm. earth, right? So, that's yep, their yep. whole thing. So it's gonna take like a zombie movie turn in a sense. It looks like it, at least from the little trailer at the end of season three, episode three rather. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks so. It's it's gonna go a little Dawn of the Dead e. But I have no, I guess they're they're just gonna they're gonna do like a Monster of the Week like butterfly thing where they're chasing down specific targets. I guess, but I, I don't know. I won't do anything. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. this epi- this show has eight episodes. I just looked it up. Oh, so that's has eight episodes. Happen. No, and the next episode is called the Chode Less Traveled. <laughs> The chode. The, That's the chode so good. Traveled. Oh, I love yeah. this. Sh- it's so stupid. I love it so much. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I throw can't a, picture where it's gonna go. I'm gonna throw a hail mary here. I'm gonna make a prediction. And uh, I'm hold gonna, on, hold on. Fairy time. 
Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to say, and this was based off of what happened with uh, with the credit card uh, bomb going off against the butterfly wall. I think that right. Clemson Mern is a butterfly. Oh, shit. You think so? I just, the way no. his demeanor, Chuck, Chuck yeah. Wada, Wadada, I know that he, uh, it, maybe it's just the way he, uh, maybe it's just the way he acts, but the way he, uh, he got up after the explosion and he just kind of looked, he looked very robotic. I, I think that he's a butterfly. I don't think he's of this world. Um, and so who, you, you think he was a butterfly before the bomb went off? Yes, I think he's been okay. one. That's now, a good point because why would he go to the – because he was a bad guy that just automatically like randomly turned good. Right. For for no reason at all just to go about kill, And he's the one that brought the butterflies to everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe he's a bad or, bad or good butterfly. I'm not, who knows? Maybe he's a good butterfly who's trying to kill the other bad butterflies. Yeah, it's or possible. Maybe he's a bad butterfly trying to kill the good butterflies. Who freaking knows? That's for what you to tell What if we're all bad me. people and the butterflies are the good ones? Wow. Hmm. What if we're the aliens? Maybe. Whoa. That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm. But yeah, the only the only way I can see this show continue to go is just them each week killing another high target butterfly, and then eventually somehow killing them all somehow. I I don't know how though. They put something in the water and everyone drinks the water. Yeah, well, hopefully they don't drink it the way that the butterflies are drinking that gold goo out of those bowls. <laughs> right, that was right. Gross. I can, I can see. Um... Peacemaker's dad being the leader of the butterflies. Ooh, oh. maybe. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I like maybe that's maybe that's the end game here. Like at the end of the series, like he is the bad guy, and Peacemaker has some actual powers because he inherited, like he inherited from his his parents, whoever his mom is. I don't even. Did they even talk about his mom at all? Or I don't think so. Just, no. Okay. Okay. Her name is Sonic Redhead Boom. <laughs> Boom! Cool. All right. But I think uh, he will be the leader of the uh, butterflies. Eagles is his mom. I'm just <laughs> all right. Con- sorry. Con- continue. Oh, I continue. love Eagles. We didn't even talk about Eagles. <laughs> Freaking Eagles! Oh man! What a sidekick! Dad, get, sidekick. My, get my camera. Dad, get my camera. <laughs> a, a, oh yeah. Um. Maybe he is the, the leader of the butterflies. Maybe he planted it that way. I can see that. Maybe like he was the that. one who, who, who um, stuck um, that cheetah-looking girl on uh, Peacemaker to have him killed, and oh, the first then, butterfly. The first butterfly. Yeah, yeah. The rocker Ooh. chick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rocker chick. Because that's a good point. Because we don't talk about who. How did that lady? find out besides the file that she had but it was just very random that she was there that night right so yeah she had to have known prior to that there's a whole scene where they're on. like who who is telling you know if this is an inside job who knows and is leaking information mm-hmm. um yeah and he which, was gone yeah. for five what five years well he was in prison four for four years. or five years something like that so that probably enough time for his father to become a butterfly easily yeah it's beautiful to be to be replaced by a butterfly. He started as a caterpillar, and now he's here. And now he's here, just like Drake. Yep, that's right. Wow. Jake's here. Drake's here too. 
<laughs> oh man! All right, any any final thoughts on this Peacemaker series? No. Mm-mm. Cool. Cool. Well, the next episode's coming out. N- well, next week, next Thursday, and then we have the Book of Boba Fett, who's which is also dropping an episode next Wednesday. So it's gonna be well. This week was awesome. We had four episodes of of new geek TV. So. Next week's gonna be good as well, I guess. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We shall see. <laughs> we'll be positive about it. We'll see. But yeah, that's uh, that is all the geek stuff we ha- I had. So does anyone have any uh any geek news before we sign off? Stay geeky, my friends. There we go. There it is. Can't follow that up. Stay geeky. Yeah, I mean if um. If you want to reach us to ask any questions, you can hit us up on at flavorofthegeek at hotmail.com. I believe that's one of my emails. Uh, so <laughs> but also you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, feel free to reach out. Give us a, give us a like, subscribe, give us a rating. Well, this was an enjoyable, enjoyable week, guys. I'm happy, happy that we're starting to get into the swing of things more. More geek stuff. But yeah, any we're good to go, I think. So just remember, my name is Matthew. I am a butterfly. <laughs> I'm John Cena. Damn it! <laughs> we love you 3000. Snow